Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to a Friday episode of Real Sports Talk by Niraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well. It is Friday, January 27, 2023, weekend. Just about here, which is obviously a great thing in itself because we all need that weekend more so than anything. That's probably the best part of the week as mentioned several different times. You know, throughout the week and and then some. Um, so hope you all are looking forward to that. It is a big weekend, obviously, with a whole lot of sports action going on. Um, you know, a lot to kind of look forward to in terms of not only NFL conference championship game weekend, um, but you know, it's also NBA heating up a little bit, right? You know, and. We got tennis going on, you know, uh, among other few things. Um, there is some coaching news, uh, but I will not get to that probably in this episode. Um, so there's that, but yeah, a whole lot to get into and be excited about, obviously, as we head into final um, days of January. So in today's episode, I want to preview the AFC Championship game and NFC Championship game. Um, and you know, as you know, yesterday's episode had kind of broke down quarterback matchup, um, uh, as well as the in a coaching matchup. So now I want to break down the games and give you my prediction on who I want to see in the Super Bowl, who I believe will be in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I think that you know we're in for two good games, two solid games. Um, and I think the best part is that, you know, both te- all these teams have had unique journeys up to this point in the season. Some are on a win streak. Some have got hot at the right time. Some have been the favorites all season long. And so it's a lot to look forward to in terms of how this game may go, things that may transpire. Um... You know, and what might unfold ultimately. So, I want to kick off things by previewing the NFC Championship game first, and that's between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, you look at both teams, um, they have a lot riding, obviously, in terms of how they're playing. Um, the Eagles obviously did not play their best towards the end of the regular season. But they obviously got the you know the home record and the number one seed, uh, and they ended up being able to you know have this home game now for the chance to go to the Super Bowl. Eagles, I think, haven't been back um, you know Super Bowl since twenty seventeen. Uh, they've had an incredible run. They had a unique run that time, right? With obviously. Uh, having Nick Foles be that hero of that run. So now they're hoping that Jalen Hurts can deliver on this stage. You know, obviously a young quarterback in his, I think, second, third season now, trying to get it done, trying to get it done um, on, you know, on a big stage here, going up against a very experienced 49ers team that has been in the spot several times. And the Eagles have obviously built their team a certain way to be really effective, really solid, 
Uh, when it comes down to it, just being able to, you know, be sound. Um, and their defense has helped them a lot this season as well in terms of generating some turnovers, getting after the quarterback. Uh, so they're definitely up for the task in this game. And so, um, you know, you have that over the Eagles. Actually, Kyle Shanahan has been talked about all year long about his success in terms of developing young quarterbacks, being able to kind of shape this team to his his way. They've had a lot of good talent uh, come through, and you've seen when Kittle, Samuel, and McCaffrey are fully healthy, they are some of the best. Now, they are dealing with a few injuries. Some guys are nicked up, but they should be good to play. And so... You know, the 49ers, they're all about getting you on the edge, you know, spreading you out, trying to pinpoint certain matchups where they can kind of get, you know, yards after the catch. That's one of the biggest things the Niners love to do um, is getting yards after the catch or, you know, after contact, being able to kind of turn it into a big play, as Evil Samuel did uh, in one of the playoff games, um, you know, uh, in the early run. So... Look at this matchup, and I think that both teams have, you know, they have great personality, great style of play that really can make this a very competitive game. I don't think this game is going to get out of reach for anyone. I don't think it's going to get too too crazy in points either. I think it's just going to be that kind of game where it's going to come down to just who really is able to deliver in a few key spots in the fourth quarter. Um, and you look at what are the keys um, for the 49ers to win this game? Um, I'll start off by saying Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has to be able to do a lot more than he's done so far in his young career. There are going to be moments in this game where Brock Purdy is going to have to have to deliver. He's going to have to step into the pocket, maybe on a third down and long play, or a third and five, third and seven play, or even a fourth down play. Brock Purdy's ability to be able to deliver those key moments without turning the ball over is one of the keys to victory for the 49ers. If he can play sound football, if he can make those throws and those tight, you know, pressure moments, if he can deliver on third down, if he can, if he can consistently beat the Eagles on a third down, fourth down play, they have a good shot of winning this game. And it starts with him not being able you know, not um, getting too, you know, friendly in the pocket. He's got to be able to step in, make make those throws, be able to deliver on throw throws. If he's able to do that in a clean pocket with the ability to make off schedule plays or, you know, really just find a way to convert on those key situations. The Niners will be in a good good spot to be able to win um, if he if he if he plays and steps up and has one of the bigger games probably of his NFL career. Then the second key for the 49ers in this game, uh, it really comes down to um, their playmakers. You really want to see Devo Samuel and George Kittle uh, make their stamp on this game. These two have been sensational on the field. There's been always a conversation about Devo Samuel being one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and how multi-talented Devo Samuel can be in terms of how he's the formations that the Niners put him in to run the football. Um, you know, you have that going for you as well. So, Devo Samuel obviously got that huge contract extension. 
you know, he's been really solid this year. He did miss some time, no doubt, with injury a little bit. But he's a special player that on this stage has to be the one to really come out and be super strong. And he's had some comments about the Eagles and their fan base. And there's been a little bit of that going on with every type of game. Um, but it is really important for Debo Samuel to get off to a great start. George Kittle as well. I think George Kittle... Let me, let me rephrase. I think the three key players for the Niners have to play well. The Caffrey, Samuel, and Kittle. I think Kittle, he's always been in the conversation about being one of the best Titans in the game. Travis Kelsey still, with his production, because of his quarterback, he's been up at the top. But George Kittle is a special talent. He can block, he can pass block. Um, but he has to produce in this big game as well, being able to get the ball and make things happen. I think Christian McCaffrey as well. This is a big station for Shim McCaffrey. Um, you know, to be in this moment, I think he also is going to have to be able to get things going. He's going to have to really play one of his better games as a 49er, especially in this one. So they, they need their playmakers to really do a good job of setting the tone, making impact plays, because Brockford is going to need those plays from these, from, the, from these guys in order to be able to win this game. And the third key for the 49ers, I believe, in this game, um, I think it really comes down to their defense, being able to contain the Eagles' rushing and passing attack. The Niners do have a great front four, a great linebacking court. However, their secondary is one that you can definitely find some success against. Um, obviously, you know, by Metcalf and Lamb, who had performances against their secondary. So... For the 49ers, their defense, can you limit the Eagles' big plays? Can you find a way to slow Jalen Hurts and this offense down? Because they obviously had a you know, a big week last week or so. And you know, so can you make the Eagles uh, play out of their comfort zone? Can you get them tight? Can you find a way to produce turnovers and make, make it a sloppy game? I think that's the only other way. This game remains close and within grasp for the 49ers. Being able to keep this game ugly uh, somewhat, you know, and be able to keep the Eagles off the field and not be able to convert down. So they have to be able to find a way to continue the Hurts. You know, no one's had too much success, you know, success in terms of limiting the Hurts this season when he when he gets it going. Can the Niners, can D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator find a way um, to uh, get some impact plays from his from his defense, get their secondary hold up against an AJ Brown, Devonta Smith down the field will be a huge key for the Niners. They want to win this game. Now, as for the Philadelphia Eagles and their three keys um, to win in advance, I think the number one key for the Eagles is really Jalen Hurts. This is your moment. This is your spot, right? Yeah, you're dealing with a shoulder injury, um, you know, and you've been, you know, you've been surrounded with all this talent and weapon or weapons around you. So you're in the championship game game against now a 49ers team that's been there, has, has been that moment a lot. But can Jalen Hurts find a way to, to play his best football early on in this game? Can he be consistent enough throughout this game? to beat the 49ers defense. He hasn't faced a defense probably 
as good the 49ers this season. A few, yes, he has, but others he hasn't. So, Jalen Hurts, you know, the key is can he get off to a good start? Can he play his style of football? Can he come out and do what he um, has done for the majority of the season? Get off to a great start, get this team, you know, moving in the plus side of the field. Can they convert with him in the red zone? Uh, and the plus side of the field, I think, is a huge key um, for for the Eagles. They need, they need his momentum. They need the best version of Jalen Hurts um, right from the get-go and consistently throughout the game they want to be able to win. Then the second key for the Eagles, um, it really comes down to their uh, offensive playmakers. You know, can this offense, one, hold up against the Niners' pass rush? Two, can we see A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard have an impact in this game? Can they beat the Niners in their coverages and exploit certain matchups? I think that's going to be huge for the Eagles, being able to kind of find a way to get quality looks and quality plays against the Niners' defense. They won't give up anything easy. They're going to see everything in front of the Eagles. Um, and so... A.J. Brown was traded out, you know, he came over from Tennessee. He's had a great season. Can he have one of those breakout games? He obviously, he talked about last week a little bit about, you know, not getting the football enough and, you know, wanting to be a really big part of the things that they have to do. So I'm looking at A.J. Brown. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. I'm looking at Lonnie Smith. Can these eagle wide receivers that, remember, maybe a few years ago or so, the Eagles did not have the best wide receiving court. Right, they were a team that was struggling um, to push the ball down the field to air it out on the deep pass. So this is a big spot for AJ Brown. Can he step it up? Can he find a way, find ways to connect with George Kittle um, in this game? You know, um, oh sorry, it's not George Kittle. Can Jalen find ways find ways to connect with his playmakers? Can these guys? make big plays against minor secondary when it counts the most. And then the third key is the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense has been talked about a lot um, you know, throughout this season in terms of how their defense has been solid, really good when it counts the most, you know, the pass rush and getting to the quarterback. And so I look at this game and I, I think that the Eagles defense definitely has to be able to find a way to make sure they keep the Niners uh, and Brock Purdy off balance. They really want to. They really have to find a way to shut down that running game and make Brock Purdy beat them, like in the pocket. I think that is a huge, huge key. You know, you got to be able to tackle well, no doubt, because the Niners have speed. They have guys that are really good in terms of how they can kind of scheme their way open a little bit. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a huge key for the. Eagles defense, being able to get after Brock Purdy, get off this offensive line a little bit, you know, try to break things down for Brock Purdy in the pocket before he gets a chance to air it out. So being able to limit the big play for the 49ers, being able to limit their running game and their running style will be huge. Because if they put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands and they make him throw the ball a lot more than they have than he has to that could definitely fall into the Eagles' hands in terms of being, having an advantage there with their secondary and with their linebacking core. And the Eagles could take, could take advantage of that. They could possibly force some turnovers. They force Brock Purdy to be 
in the pocket more, be able to force him to throw the ball a lot more. The running game is shut down, so there's that. So, look at this game. Um, it's definitely going to be a fun one. Um, and I've thought about this game a lot. Gone, gone, gone back and forth about this uh, in several, several different areas. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is a game in which it's going to be a close one. It's going to be tight. I think the Eagles have, uh, you know, definitely, you know, answered a lot of questions in terms of what uh, kind of team they are. They're in Philadelphia. This is a big spot for them. Um, you know, if I have to go with the team to win this game, I mean, it, it's really a close one because definitely I have my, uh, you know, tendency to root against certain teams who are in the you know, the division of the team that I like. Um, but this is just a game in which I don't really think that the that the Niners are going to be able to win. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. And I'll be happy, I'll be very happy if I'm wrong. But having said that, I think the Eagles are at home, you know, the number, the number one seed. You know, they've been, they've been in this spot all season long as the favorites. I think Jalen Hurts and this offense and this team is just built a certain way that they really will find a way to have success, I think, in this game. Being able to kind of pick one of their matchups a little bit. Um, I think the Niners keep it close. They may even have the edge, but I think Jalen Hurts with another week of being able to you know, play with that shoulder and this offense kind of having this, you know, at this moment, I think the Eagles are going to be in a much better position to, to win. I think they're going to be on the field a lot more. I feel like I think, I think the Niners defense will get tired and tested out a lot by the Eagles. And I think that Brock Purdy and this offense may play well, but I think last week kind of showed that, you know, if you can play the right defense, you can kind of keep them from having those, those big, you know, big, big plays. So give me Philadelphia at home in a close one. I think that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will find a way to be better, um, the better team in this one. And I think that, you know, it'll come down to the fourth quarter, and I think the Eagles will have a lot more cracks at it on offense and the Niners will. And I will, I will go with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles advancing to the Super Bowl. So in this next segment, I now want to preview the AFC Championship game of the NFL 2022-23 playoffs, and that is between the reigning AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals, and the number one seed this season, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, These two teams are meeting, as I prefaced in yesterday's episode. Uh, for the second straight time in the AFC title game. You know, last year was a pretty remarkable comeback by the Bengals being down 21-3 to and being able to defeat the Chiefs um, and advance to the Super Bowl in overtime with Evan McPherson kicking the game-winning field goal. Ironically, the scores of the last two games 
um, that these teams have played have been identical. Like back, these two teams met in the regular season, maybe back in week 11 or 12 or something like that, um, where the Bengals were able to make another comeback, somewhat of a mini comeback, and they ended up winning 27 and 24 holding off the Chiefs in that one. So, these two teams have some history. Obviously, I've talked a lot about the coaches and the quarterbacks um, and, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and, you know, obviously Andy Reid and Zach Taylor. Um, And usually when it comes to the playoffs and conference championship games, there's obviously a little bit of uh, trash talk um, a little bit of trash talk that obviously goes on uh, between teams and their players and that is the case with the Chiefs and the Bengals to some degree obviously Eli Apple has been somebody who's been talking a lot um, maybe not directly at the Bengals but somewhat Joe Mixon has said it all year or at some point this year he was saying they expect to be number one be the best you know, and obviously there was a player on the Bengals, I think one of their safety players, who called this, you know, AFC title game, you know, a showdown at Burrowhead, kind of referencing how much success that Joe Burrow has had so far in Cincinnati, uh, which he definitely has. And, you know, you look at this game on Sunday evening, I mean, it's really going to be an interesting matchup uh, just because both teams have that, you know, they're familiar with each other, play each other, you know, in key situations, you know, for a few years. And the Bengals are looking to do something that maybe hasn't done, has, hasn't been done since probably the Patriots, you know, maybe years, probably, you know, you know, years ago, which is, you know, be able to represent the AFC uh, for a second consecutive season. You know, we don't really know, uh, you know, the Bengals are trying to accomplish a feat that they haven't probably ever done before. And, you know, you look at this matchup and the things that I've kind of talked about heading to this matchup. I mean, it really comes down to, you know, quarterback play and comes down to coaching. Um, but it just really will come down ultimately to which team executes and has a solid game plan and able to make those adjustments and who actually is able to get that last crack at it or last chance at it. Um, so it's all about you know, defensive stops, putting up points, and then some. As I referenced in the NFC Championship game, you know, the Niners are a solid team. And, you know, that's great and all. But now, you know, you look at Philadelphia, how they've been built. Like, Philadelphia is in a much better position if they play their game that they played early in the season, how they looked. They could, you know, they, they're going to be able to be the 49ers, but that game won't be a, you know, I think a blowout. You know, I think it will be a close one. As for this matchup, I expect both teams to have a close game, similarly to the, the previous two times they've met, because both teams have had a lot of time to look at each other, analyze each other. And I will say that you look at the Bengals defense, look at the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense always hasn't been talked about, you know, as being one of the best NFL defenses. They, they, you know, they don't appear to be that way, right? They, you know, they've they've had their seasons where they really have looked off 
and they've looked out of it and they haven't been able to produce those big turnovers and big plays. This season, they've had some glimpses with their younger, a little bit younger players next to Frank, uh, to Chris Jones. We've seen this defense be a little bit better in the past rushing situation in some some aspects, not a whole lot of aspects. They've looked a little, they look a little bit better at times in their secondary and their defense. Although, you know, stats-wise, they may not show it. You know, the, the Chiefs defense is, a, you know, they've come along and, you know, deciding to keep Steve Spagnuolo on was a huge decision by Andy Reid. Um, and this might be Spagnuolo's last opportunity, possibly, you know, in terms of keeping the defensive coordinator position because... Spagnuolo is great, and I, I always will have a lot of respect and appreciation for Steve Spagnuolo, who was the defense coordinator of the Giants' Super, Super Bowl runs. Um, he was tremendous and always has a big... Uh, but no doubt in Kansas City, he's had his ups and downs. You know, he's had his moments. He's had a high moment, obviously, with the Super Bowl beating San Francisco. But he's also had his fair share of shortcomings. And so... This game, I think, you look at both defensive coordinators and Lou Anorama for the Bengals, you look at for the Chiefs, you really want to see if Kansas City can kind of find some energy in that defense in this game. Because they're going to need it with Patrick Mahomes possibly not being at 100%. Although he said that his ankle is progressing, the team has said that he looks much better. They're going to need that defense to show up. You know, They're going to have to make plays to keep this team and this offense you know, having a chance at it. So... Look at these teams that are really well built. They got decent firepower on both sides, and the Bengals obviously have a lot of confidence in their their duo in, in Burrow and Chase. So, my three keys for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to win and advance to the Super Bowl for the second straight season. I think the first key for the Bengals um, it really starts with um, Joe Burrow. Uh, being protected by the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line obviously has been something that the the Bengals have tried to address in the offseason. You know, they've had a few injuries. They will be out a few starters. Just like last week against Buffalo, they're going to be out a few starters this week. Now, the Bills weren't able to exploit any of that, you know, any of those weaknesses as well. Um... And obviously the Bengals were able to give Burrow great time in the pocket and be able to make his play. So I think the key thing in this game is, you know, can the offensive line and uh, and and Joe Burrow can they have the same type of success? They played in really inclement weather last week. Um, I don't know the exact temperatures for this game, but you know the key is the offensive line. Can they, you know, uphold? you know, Joe Burrow throughout the game. Can they keep him upright? It's because when he's obviously um, in the pocket and he's not pressured, he can deliver those great throws, those great moments. And I think that the offensive line is a really big key in this game because I think Steve Spagnuolo definitely is going to try to throw a lot of different things at Joe Burrow. He's had time to study, you know, study Joe Burrow and what he did against his defense last, last year and especially this season. And so I think that the offensive line for the Bengals has to be on on top. They have to keep Joe Burrow upright, and they've got to get this, you know, keep this offense moving in a good direction. And the second key is you really want to see, you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and 
Joe Mixon really step up. I think this is a big spot for T. Higgins as well as, you know, I think another player in Taylor. I mean, Chase most likely will see a lot of attention. Uh, they haven't had an answer for him, although the last few times they've played him. But, you know, with Jamar Chase probably getting double covered or, you know, kept from making that big play, I think T. Higgins has been obviously, uh, oh, you know, a uh, you know, well-respected player has been there. Then that T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, um, and also their tight end position, Hayden Hurst, they, they, they need their playmaker to really step it up. So, you know, who's going to be that X factor for the Bengals in this game? I mean, last year they had their moments, right, where they had players step up in certain situations that come back. But, you know, can your offense, can your wide receivers, can the Bengals wide receivers in this offense – you know, make plays, can they get up to a faster start and produce in the end zone and be able to finish drives off much better than they did probably before, you know. So the key thing is who outside of Jamar Chase steps up. If, if T. Higgins has a strong game, if, Jam- if Joe Mixon has a strong game, um, even if another, you know, wide receiver steps up, you know, I think that would be a huge thing for the Cincinnati Bengals and being able to win this game. In third and final key, is can the Bengals' defense, you know, affect Patrick Mahomes? Can they get to Patrick Mahomes? Can they get him off his game? No doubt Mahomes is going to try to protect that ankle. He's going to try to do everything he can to get the ball out quickly. So here are the Bengals. Can you find a way to get to him? Can you get some hits on him? Can you kind of throw off his timing, his, his, his ability to find Travis Kelsey? Can you contain Travis Kelsey um, in this game? You know, can you limit any any type of success that the Chiefs have in terms of their passing attack? And that starts with getting to Joe Burrow, getting getting to Patrick Mahomes, getting him off his spot, making him, you know, be under duress and making those plays. Because they have to be able to contain Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey is a unique player. He's hard to stop. So can the Bengals come up with an answer to keep Patrick Mahomes off balance, keep him from finding Tyreek Hill, you know, can he can he find a way to you know can they find a way to keep Travis Kelsey from keeping the the Chiefs on the field on key third you know third down plays or second down plays? I think that's a huge key. The Bengals defense was able to generate a turnover last time on Travis Kelsey in that game at Cincinnati. You know, back in Week 12, Week 13. But can they do it again? Can they find a way to make some plays that swing the momentum in, in their side? As for the three keys for the Chiefs to advance the Super Bowl, I think the number one key for the Chiefs, really, they've got to be able to uh, get off to a solid start with their running game and with Patrick Mahomes being able to drive down the field. The Chiefs are going to have to find a way to ball control and control time possession. I think that's the number one key. Time possession and finishing off all those drives. The Chiefs have playmakers in Kadarius Toney and Juju Smith-Schuster. And, you know, you have Noah Gray, you have Travis Kelsey, and you have McKinney. And, you know, you possibly might have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this game. You know, so can the Chiefs collectively control time possession? Can they finish drives? Uh, you, know, with the, you know, 10, 11, 12-plus play drives. Can they find a way to, you know, get those drives completed and control time possession. They, they don't want the Bengals to have multiple opportunities um, to score. They don't want the Bengals, their defense to be on the field, you know, 
um, every you know two or three minutes of the game. It's really important that the, that the Chiefs find a way to control time of possession. Um, control time of possession. You got to finish your drives um, in the end zone, and you've got to be really solid in, in doing that from start to finish. I think the second key for the Kansas City Chiefs is anyone else besides Travis Kelsey. You know, you look at Juju Smith-Schuster, look at Kadarius Tony, you know, Jerry McKinnon. Can can one of these players step up? Can they provide that spark, that instant type of play? Because knowing how the Bengals do play and how they were able to play last week or against Buffalo, I mean, you may have to match score for score. You may need quick answers. Now, at the same time, you want to control time possession, but can you see uh, Jerry McKinnon, a Drew Smith-Schuster, a, a Kadarius Tony? You know, can, can can they make some plays that really, you know, shock the Bengals and get them get them off their spot and their comfort zone? So, I'm looking at a Kadarius Tony, looking at a Drew Smith-Schuster, you know, looking at McCole Hardman. I think if he, he, you know, can can these guys find a way to have a big games. You need your your your, your role players, your, you know, your main wide receiving players to step it up, as, you know, in terms of, you know, because Travis Kelsey may see double coverage. He may see a lot of different looks. And so can someone beat the Chiefs on the outside? Can someone beat, you know, Eli Apple on the outside and get those big plays that Patrick Mahomes needs? I think that's really, really important for the Chiefs to have is they need a second player or two to really step it up and contribute if they want to be able to advance to the Super Bowl. And I think the third key, it really comes down to Steve Spagnuolo. And I mentioned it off, off the top. This defense has been scrutinized, talked about in a variety of ways um, for the past few years. You know, they've tried to put pieces in that can work and be better in some aspects, you know. So, can their pass rush, can their, their, their defense hold up? You know, Joe Burrow's been on an incredible roll this season. He's been able to not be afraid of the moment. He's been able to make plays. So, if you're the Chiefs and, you know, you have another shot at possibly going to the Super Bowl, you know, um, you know you've been to two... Um, you know, and you know, you're trying to get back to another one. So, are you able to find ways to make some plays? Can you get your offense a short field? That would be great for Patrick Mahomes to get have a short field to be able to take advantage of. So, I think that's really, really important is being able to give your offense a short field. You got to get some turnovers. You got to make the Bengals beat themselves and capitalize on those turnovers. If the Chiefs do it bad, they have a great shot of winning. So you look at this game, I mean, it's obviously going to be a great matchup, great quarterback duel. You hope that everything kind of works out really well. You get, you get a good, solid game. Um, as for my pick for this game, you know, I've kind of gone back and forth about this one as well, similarly to the NFC Championship game. Um, you know, obviously... You've got two incredible teams that uh, have been on a mission. The Bengals have been on a mission since last year's Super Bowl loss to get back and win it. Um, the Chiefs obviously are, you know, looking to redeem themselves after what happened last year. So there's a whole lot of trash talk. There's a whole lot of 
you know, interesting, intense vibes for this playoff match. It's going to be a fun one. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I just cannot see Patrick Mahomes losing for a fourth straight time to Joe Burrow. And I know Joe Burrow and the Bengals have been hot. They've been playing probably the best football of any recent team probably in the AFC. Uh, but I'm not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I'm just not going to do it. Um, I know last year I also picked the Chiefs to win. Um, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs once again. I think there's been a lot of talk about the Bengals this week about being the better team. They're going to be the, the team to talk about even the years to come. I think, I think the Chiefs have heard a lot of conversations this week about how good the Bengals are. I think everyone is obviously, obviously Burrow and Chase and Zach Miller are really great. If they end up winning, would I be surprised? No. But for this particular game, I think with Andy Reid being in another championship and look, Andy Reid has coached several, several championship games and he has been on the losing end of a lot of them. I just don't think this is going to be the year again where he loses. I think Andy Reid, knowing what's at stake, knowing how his quarterback is, knowing how his team is, uh, I think Eric Mahinami and Steve Spagnuolo, I think they're going to find a way. I think somehow, some way, you're going to see one of the better versions of the Chiefs in this game. I think they'll keep it close. Um, and I think that Unlike last year, I think this time the Chiefs will have an opportunity to put up points late to win this one. So I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm picking the Eagles as my two picks coming out of the AFC and NFC to be miserable. I would love to see number one seeds go at it in Kansas City and Philadelphia. Um, it's been done, obviously, in a few years um, or so. Um, you know, history obviously may be against having this matchup, um, but I would love to see Kansas City and Philadelphia. Um, and the only reason why, really, to be honest, no matter who wins the Super Bowl, being able to see Andy Reid as a, as the Chiefs head coach face his former team that he started his career with in the Eagles, Nick Sarani. I mean, what a storyline that would be, right? To see. Andy Reid coached against the team that he once had an opportunity to win Super Bowl with, right? Um, I think that would be a great, great storyline. I think it would be a great matchup between Mahomes and Hurts and these two teams. Um, would, I be, would I be bummed a little bit or, you know, burned a little bit if it was, you know, Bengals, Eagles, or, you know, Niners and Chiefs in a rematch? Maybe not, but I just feel like these two teams – with the home field advantage, with different journeys to this point. Uh, I, I just think that you're going to see both teams come out and play really well. Uh, could the road teams pull off an upset? I don't know. I mean, it's very possible, but based on the things that I, I've seen and, and, and throughout the years, how things have kind of come together, I mean, I would love to see this matchup with Philadelphia and Kansas City. I mean, yes... If you look at that matchup, if that is the matchup of the Super Bowl, of course Philadelphia would be favored in that matchup just because of their firepower on offense. Um, but it will still be a great storyline with Andy Reid going against Philadelphia um, to win, you know, to win his second ring. I think that would be an incredible story. Um, and my final thoughts are on, on this are that, yeah, if you get the Cincinnati Bengals and the Niners in the Super Bowl, 
Uh, that would be also a hell of a matchup as well. The both teams having a lot of, you know, success. that would be a great matchup as well. You know, if you get like the Niners and the Chiefs, you know, that would be special. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, potentially great matchups that you, that could be had. Um, but I'm going to ride with Kansas City and Philadelphia to win at home. Um, I hope that I'm surprised by some of these games or I hope I'm surprised by one of these games. First, there will be any reaction to it. There you have it. Those are my picks for the, for the conference championship games, the NFL playoffs. I uh, hope everybody has a good weekend. I look forward to breaking down and recapping the two teams that will be playing in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona um, on Monday. So I will uh, see you guys then. Have a good weekend. Enjoy. Stay warm. Stay healthy. Uh, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia.